Hello everyone, this is Art Gelwicks, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of Being Productive. Now each episode we explore concepts, techniques, and tools that will help you work less and accomplish more. Now since we're trying to be efficient as well as effective, let's go ahead and get started. Good morning. I think I'll try something a little bit different today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to live narrate, for lack of a better term, my process of going through this morning and organizing my day for the day. It's nine o'clock here where I am. So this should take probably about a half hour, maybe a little longer, depends on what rabbit holes I wind up going down. But as you're listening, if you have questions or wonder about how I do certain things or why I do certain things or why I don't do certain things, uh, pop me the question or even jump in. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts about some of the things. So to start, I have my computer up. It's running. Web browser's open, just for reference. Uh, I use Chrome and I use Edge. Not that anybody cares, but for the tech geeks out there, just full transparency. The tool I use, you may have heard me talk about before, is a tool called Notion. So the first thing I do is I open up Notion. Why do I start from there? Well, that's because that's where everything is. <laughs> I have put everything into this application so that I can keep track of all of it. Now, I had a challenge this morning. I started off early and I actually slept in a little bit. Uh, surprisingly, nodded back off, woke up and I'm like, oh crap, I'm a little behind the day already. So immediately you ha I had that little bit of, I got to get the ball rolling anxiety. And I know a lot of people run into that just normally, much less on a day where things have kind of shifted around. So to have a good start to the, the day, I need first to level set my day. I need to figure out everything that's got to happen today before the end of the day. I've talked about this a little bit before. It's not so much how much stuff can I cram in here. It's the what are all the things that have bad ramifications if they don't get done today? Now, a lot of people will go through and try and build out, you know, in their tool or whatever. I start from a blank page. I like to go into my system. I like to go into uh, Notion uses a concept called workspaces and create a blank page. Nothing special, nothing fancy. I just start from scratch. Uh, that blank page gives me an opportunity to start with a mental clean slate. Now, all of the stuff that's in here, I can go around and get, but I need that clean slate to be able to say, okay, here's where I'm going. So blank page, uh, what is today? Today's Thursday. Uh, my reference of title or anything really is not important. It's more important to say, what are the things I need to think about? Now, this is where I encourage people first, empty your head. It's easy to go running through whatever system or structure that you've created and say, oh, I can do this, I can do that, I can grab this thing. Yeah. First thing you need to do is get everything that's been bouncing around in your head that you know needs to be done and is creating that, that open cycle anxiety. Get it out of your skull. So first thing I need to do is I know that on for my main client, I have to do a lot of website work today. Uh, so website work for DW. I also have to do some more work for a nonprofit that I'm doing some work for 
uh, around a major event they have coming up. So I'm going to put that in. I also have, of all things, a meeting this evening, but it's a it's kind of an informal meeting. It's a social meeting, but I know there's work that has to happen there. So I should have some prep done before I go there. That way I don't have to get there and immediately go, oh man, I should have asked about this or I should have found out about that while I'm also trying to enjoy the fact it's a social environment. So we're gonna put that in. Now, what's important with that is this is where people can start to spiral. And this is actually where I'll start to spiral if I'm not careful, because now I've got three unrelated things that need to be done today sitting in front of me. And what happens often is you'll see these list items start to build up and now your brain is bouncing back and forth between them because you're looking at them. That can get really awkward. So here's where I cheat a little bit to focus. What I do is I will actually go through and Notion's very good at being able to do this because it has a function called a, um, a toggle where you can actually have this little pointed arrow on the side. And if you click it, it shows you everything under the toggle. And if you click it again, it closes it up. So I'm gonna create an entry in my morning plan called things to review. And I'm gonna make it a toggle. So, and if you're, if you're into Notion I'll, at the end of this, I'll tell you a great way to learn a lot more about Notion. Uh, but I'm going to turn it into a toggle and then I'm going to take those things that I've started to figure out that I need to review things like you know, my project for the nonprofit and the meeting I have later and I'm going to put them in that toggle and I'm going to close it. And you're probably going, well, wait, don't you, I thought you were going to plan for this. I am. I'll get to them, but I need to be able to focus on specifically what them one at a time. If I don't do it this way. My brain's just gonna ping pong back and forth as to, oh, I need to do this and I need to do that and I need to do that. Now that is a technique, don't get me wrong. Uh, if you're a fan of mind mapping, where you do it with a very visualized structure, that bouncing back and forth and random brainstorming can be really useful, but it also can be a bit distracting. So you, you have to be careful with that, I, I have found. Um, also, I find that people who are easily distractible or easily hyper-focus on things, that can be a problem. So I like being able to isolate things. So, so far I've got those three main things. Uh, I, now I've got some basic things that have to happen. I've got a form for a college application that I need to complete. Not mine, my son's. College. And I apologize for the little gaps. That's me typing because unfortunately I have the inability to type and talk at the same time. Don't know why, it just makes a mess. So while I'm working on this, uh, if you have any questions, thoughts, or, or even comments as to how you do your own morning startup, I'd love to hear them. Please feel free to jump in. So now I've got several items in that toggle area. And what's nice is I don't even know when I'm looking at the screen how many items are in that toggle area. Because I'm focusing on things one step at a time, it makes it almost purging. 
I know I've captured those things that were bouncing around. So I don't have to worry about them right now. I'll come back to them later. Uh, one, uh, two more things. I have to do some metrics analysis on my own website and a couple of podcasts. And I need to create some graphics. So I have to spend some time in Canva doing some graphic editing. So we're going to go in here. So I've got now, if I put all these things in my toggle list, if we, if you've been following along here, I have six items in my toggle list. Well, that's not too bad. That, if I were to accomplish all of those things today, I would feel that I had a productive day. Now, that's not based on a measure. There's no yardstick that says, okay, if I do six things, I'm productive. It's completely an internal feel. By opening that toggle up now and looking at that list, I can say, yeah, that's quite a bit of stuff. Uh, if I do all that, that looks productive, but is it? And this is where I go back to the idea of having that yardstick, that measure. You need to think about the key things that are, that are moving your goals and your objectives forward. So one of my goals is, and objective and vision and mission and whatever, however you want to identify it and whatever corporate speak you want to translate into like actual human speak. I have an objective to drive more revenue in my business. And that's a whole different conversation. I'm not trying to build this massive corporation. I just want enough revenue in my business so I'm comfortable to be able to do the other things I want to do. I have no interest in growing it beyond that because that doesn't gain me anything. It just creates additional work and additional stress. So now I go through and I look at this list of items and say, okay, which ones hit that first goal? And I'm gonna reorganize my list based on that primary goal. So if I look at my list, the first thing that should be on there is that website work. Why? Because it's for a billable client. It's going to generate billable revenue. That's a big step. First thing. So I'm going to move that to the top of my list because I know I can focus on that. The second thing I'm going to look at is take my metrics analysis. And you go, eh, okay, how, how does that move the marker? Well, that's a marketing piece. And if that marketing is working, then people are seeing what I'm doing. Therefore, I have a greater chance of generating additional revenue. Perfect. So that, again, while it's not the same as actually generating revenue, it's getting me closer. Now I start getting into some of the things that's like, uh, okay, the rest of these really aren't generating revenue, but they still have to be done. I have commitments and promises. The graphic editing, for example, that is something that I know, and this is where I start to take some extra notes. The graphic editing is something that I know I can do relatively quickly because it's not creative work that I need to do. In this particular case, it's a bunch of repetitive things. I need to generate a bunch of things, templates to be able to use for later on. So I'm gonna put that kind of in my, the middle of my day. Then I've got the review. Now I've got my nonprofit things. I have my nonprofit meeting I need to plan for, and I have this ticketing process that I need to review for the nonprofit. This one has a sequence. And this is one of the things I encourage everyone do when they're looking and planning out their morning is look for items that have a logical sequence or relationship to them. In this case, these two things make perfect sense to do them in a sequence of the ticketing review first and then the prep for the meeting. Why? Because I guarantee at the meeting, 
the ticketing status is going to come up. So I want to be able to have answers, insight, and comments available for the meeting. So I'm going to do them in that sequence. The last one is the application form. Now, that's one that's going to take me a little bit of time to fill out. It's not mentally intensive. It's more just looking up information. So it really can be done any time during the day. So I'm going to leave it as the last thing, but I do know it has to be done today. It is important to get that out and submitted. So I've got my six things. Are you searching for ways to become more productive? Are you tired of working so much and feeling as if you've got very little to show for it? What you need is a place with ideas, information, and others who can share in your challenges and your solutions. What you need is the Personal Productivity Club. Personal Productivity Club is a free group without spammers or scammers, whose purpose is to provide professionals and individuals with a place to learn and grow in their own productivity solutions. Why don't you come join me at personalproductivity.club to learn more and get started on your path to working less and accomplishing more. Am I done? By no stretch am I done this plan. Now, I said it was going to take about a half hour which is fairly reasonable. Now what I need to do is determine the next action for each of these things. Now I've talked about this in the past. When you look at something and you say, okay, I'm going to do that thing. The most paralyzing thing you can have is to look at it and go, I'm gonna do that thing. I just don't know what I'm gonna do first. This is where the next actions come into play. So on each one of these items, I now wanna go in and under it, kind of indented if you're thinking about this like a visual outline, is what's the first thing that I need to do? Well, for the website work, I need to go through and pull all the imagery that I have received lately. So that's going to be my next action. Pull all images for use on the for use. And you don't have to get over detailed. Uh, this is a little side note observation that I have. Um, I have found that sometimes I will describe things far too verbose, unnecessarily so. I almost typed in pull all the images for use on the website. But where else would I be using them? I'm working on the website. This is my list. I don't need to be that verbose. Save the letters. That's my next action. Now, a lot of people will go through and say, okay, that's the next action. When you're done, what's the next action after that? And that's, that's more project planning than anything else, creating that sequence. I have that sequence of work that I need to determine for the website already laid out. It's what I'm grabbing off of that list to say, this is the thing to get me started. For my metrics analysis one, I'm going to review my website. I'm going to review my Facebook group. And I'm going to review my podcasts. So that's three things I listed, and I said just the next action, but what I'm going to do is actually lump that all together. Why? Because the results of all of that stuff goes in one place. It goes into a spreadsheet. And being able to go through and gather that information as a sequence of action uh, really isn't more complicated than having a single task. So I'm going to define this as a single task. In this case, we're going to say website, podcasts, Facebook. All right, that's great. 
Now the graphic graphic editing one, that's a little bit different because the graphic editing, I really have two things that I need to do. One that is the creation of these templates that would will be really useful. The second though, is I really need to do some house cleaning. See, we've all encountered this problem when we're working where we get actively into something and our virtual workbench, our physical workbench, our desk looks like a hand grenade went off after a while. It's just everywhere. Now, some people, Lord love you, who are able to keep everything clean, neat, and organized all the time, you save yourself the time and aggravation. I am not one of those people. If I am working on something, you can tell I'm working on it because it's every place. Afterwards, I have to go through and clean up and put things back where they should be doesn't always happen, but it needs to. In this case, this is a perfect example of where I need to take some time and clean up my virtual desk within my graphic editing tool because I have projects all over the place in there right now. I went through and generated YouTube thumbnails yesterday. I generated 25 of them for podcast episodes. That's great, but that's a lot and they're kind of spread out and I need them a little bit more organized. You know, when you get that notification from Canva, it says, hey, you've created 500 things. Well, that's, <laughs> where are they? They're all over the place. So why am I stressing over that? Well, I'm stressing over that because I know that those kinds of organization projects have the tendency to grow to absorb all the time possible. And I'll admit, Notion is one of those applications that has that inherent creep factor. If you start to organize your information in Notion, it is very easy to run down the rabbit hole of creating dashboards and creating new layouts and creating new structures. And all of a sudden you really haven't actually gotten anything accomplished. You've just been, to use the phrase, rearranging the chairs on the, um, the eject chairs on the Titanic. So I know I need to do it, but I'm gonna limit it. I'm gonna put a framework around that specific thing. So the first one for the graphic editing, my next action is going to be create a coupon. Can't type. See, this is why I can't type and talk. C-O-U-P-O-N <laughs> template and draft. Okay. The second part though is to frame this administrative activity so that it doesn't get out of its little box. I'm going to literally say, put all projects incorrect folders. That's it. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm not going to create new folders. I'm not going to create new brand structures. Nothing. All I need to do is get those projects in their folders and I'm going to feel like I've made some progress on cleaning up that environment. And see, that's the important thing. We always look at, or we've been trained in business speak, okay, you've got key objectives and measures and you need to have that a lot of times when you're dealing with personal or professional, or you're dealing with things on your own, it's not so much that there's a hard number you're working against. You have to learn to read your reaction to certain things. If it feels like it's a, it's a successful activity, take it for what it is. Now, you do need to have some sort of substance to it. You know, drinking your morning cup of coffee could be a successful activity. Sure, it makes you feel better, but does it actually move anything along the path? Eh, probably not. But in this case, I know that organizing things into their correct folders will make me more efficient. 
in other activities. That's where it's worthwhile. That's where I know this is going to help me move this down the path. So that's a good one. All right. I've only gotten three things in so far in my planning. Now this has taken, since I started this part of the planning process and talking through it, it's only taken about nine minutes. It doesn't take a long time if you set your day parameters accordingly. All right, so now I'm getting into the things that are moving further and further away from that business objective and moving closer and closer to the personal side of it. And if I had to describe this to someone and I, and I tried to visualize it for them. I said, think about it, if you remember back in grade school, think about it like a number line with zero in the center, and you have negative numbers on one side and positive numbers on the other. Now, don't think of it as negative and positive, just think about it as numbers on either side. The zero in the middle is you. I know it doesn't sound good, I'm not a zero, you're not a zero, but for our purposes here, we are the middle of the line. And the things on the one side of the line are the things that are professional. And the further away from us, the more detached they are from our personal well-being. They still need to happen, but they're out there. On the other side of the line are the personal things. The things that are very close to, uh, to the zero are things that are very intimately personal. The things way out on the outside, they, they're just kind of a thing. Why is this important? Because as I look at my day plan, I'm moving through that line. Now, I'm not saying you have to move through it in a linear progression. Some people can't do that well. They struggle with it. I'm like, oh, I can't just do work all morning. Well, then don't. Who said that's a rule? Who said that's a requirement? Sometimes people need to go through and say, look, I need to do something, but then I need to do something for me. Well, then do that. Set your day up so that you've got a professional thing and then a personal thing and a professional thing and a personal thing. But always remember, every time you finish one thing and start another thing, there's a transition time. There's a spin down and a spin up that has to happen. Give yourself that opportunity. People often think tasks are start stop and they're not. If you picture it more like going over a hill, there's time it takes to get up to speed. There's the top of the hill where you're actually getting that thing done. And then there's a time to come down the hill before you get ready to start into the next thing. Now that time period may be five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It's really gonna vary, but they're not clear start and stops. It's not zeros and ones. People are not zeros and ones. People are analog. They're all the difference in numbers between zero and one, that variance. So I need to be able to have that spin up, spin down time. And if I'm doing professional, personal, professional, personal, or maybe professional, professional, personal, doesn't matter. Just remember there is that transition that you have to allot for. All right, so back to my planning. So I have this thing where I'm doing ticket review planning for my, the nonprofit I'm working for. What do I have to accomplish with that? Well, today is to test the ticket process. Test the process for checking in tickets. Actually a neat little tool. This is one of those things that I recommend that you look for in your list as well for each day. Not ticket 
Look for things where you're learning something new. See, continuous learning and continuous education is one of the most empowering things you can possibly do for yourself. Not things tied to continuous education credits and required things. No, 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 no. I'm talking about things that spark the neurons. Things that give you an opportunity to go in a place that you haven't gone before and to absorb something new, look at new ways of doing things, look at new structures, new organization, interact with different things and people. Always look for at least one thing in your list every day that's going to give you something new. And if you don't have that in your list, add it. Make sure you can call it out. And I do this specifically in my page. I will go through and because Notion gives me the ability, I will highlight the thing where I'm going to learn something new in a color. In this case, I typically use orange as something that something that's going to be new. Why I choose orange? Because I, I like orange. Uh, but the the premise is is that when I get to that point in the day, that's going to be something that for me I have found is very personally invigorating because I'm going to get to go into space. But it's also a cautionary tale. Just like earlier where I said the putting all the projects in the correct folders and doing that administrative work can be a rabbit hole, learning something new has a potential to be a rabbit hole as well. It could very easily spiral into exploring all the functions of this new capability and learning and go looking up this and checking out this alternative application. You can see how it just runs on its own. Again, I need to put some rails around it or put some walls around it and put it on some rails. So in this case, I'm saying, I'm just going to test the process. I know for a fact that I may poke around in it, but I always have something to come back to me saying, oh, that's what I was supposed to be doing. That's your process. All right, now I've got my evening meeting. Now the evening meeting, as I mentioned earlier, is it's a weird dichotomy because it's a social meeting. I'm gonna see a bunch of people I haven't seen in quite some time. But also there's work related things for this nonprofit that I guarantee we're going to be discussing. So how do I handle this? How do I not make the entire time about these work activities? Or how do I make sure that I don't forget the key ones? Well, this is where I do a subset of this entire process we talked about. I have three things that I have to know about every item that I'm gonna have discussed at some point this evening. I need to know who I have to discuss it with. I need to know what the item is. And I need to know what the actionable outcome from that item is, or should be at least. I don't know that it necessarily will be because we all know often when we talk to people, the last thing we come out of with is a decision. Often it's, well, we need to think about that. So how I address these in these kinds of situations is I created a little table and that table handles those three things. So the table itself is gonna have first column who, second column what, and my third column is going to be outcome. So I have one for a gentleman that I need to talk to, John, and I need to talk to him about planning for fall event. And this is specifically related to advertising. Outcome, I need some sort of a decision on locations for ads. Great, 
I now know that when I go up to there and I sit down and meet with him, I can look at this list and say, okay, everything I need to get from John is this, 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 and this. And you may have heard this before when you do meeting planning. It's like, okay, here are the things that we need to review. Here's the meeting agenda. Uh, I'm not going that formal. This is more of a checklist for me to make sure that I don't forget key things that I need to get information on. But building that structure in means that I can get it out of my head, I can get to where I'm going, and I can enjoy being there. I can be present in the moment. Because this isn't a continuous meeting, so it's not, here's a conference room. Building your own productivity platform can be confusing, complicated, and time-consuming. What works with what? That's where the Cross-Platform Podcast comes in. See, every week, Augusto Pinald and I delve into common productivity issues from the perspective of our own systems to explain how you can be productive no matter what tools you use. Catch us where you listen to your favorite podcasts or go over to crossplatformpodcast.com to find the show. Everybody sit down. Let's go through it. This is where I will likely be bumping into people during the course of several hours. Well, by having this kind of a checklist, it's not a formal checklist, but having this people, <laughs> I was going to say people to do, but that doesn't come out very well. Um, people to interact with, listing. I now know that if I go in there and run into these people, I can come out at least with having moved these items forward. That's a really critical thing because otherwise I'm going to be driving up to this place, thinking about all this stuff, trying to make sure that, oh, wait, there he is. What did I need to talk to him about? There she is. What did I need to give her? I don't want to have to do that. I want to be able to be present in this because it is a combination of social, but also productive work. Okay, so not to belabor that one anymore. Uh, the college application form is the last one. That's one of the important things that really has to be done. But why am I calling this one out specifically? Well, because this is one of those that could or could not go well. Here's why. The form requires information that I know I do not have at my fingertips. It's going to be an iterative process. I'm going to go into the form. I'm going to start to fill out the process. It's filling out a PDF form, so I do it by digital pen on my tablet. But as I start to go through the form, I guarantee, having looked at it already briefly, that there are pieces of information there that I'm going to have to go look for. This is that start and stop. So I have to give myself uninterrupted time to be able to do that iterative back and forth. And why do I say un uninterrupted time? This type of activity screams of being derailed by interruptions. It would be extremely easy to be working on this and have an interruption come in and then all of a sudden say, okay, let me take care of that real fast. And then two hours later realize I haven't made any progress on the form. This is one where I have to be kind of hard on those walls of the box and say, during this time period, I'm sorry, I am not checking email, I'm not taking calls, I'm not checking instant messenger, I'm not checking anything else. 
no Facebook scrolling, no Instagram scrolling, no Twitter scrolling, none of that. Done. That all must wait until this is accomplished. That way, I know I'm working with not the challenges of the task, challenges of my own being, the way I work, the way I know that I can get off task. I'm, I'm making allowances for that and trying to set up a framework around the activities that are most vulnerable to those features of my personality and try to find a way to get them effectively moved through. So fill out financials on student. Okay, again, sorry, I apologize for the, the quiet, but can't type and talk, don't know why. But if you could see the amount of red squiggles that I get when I try to type and talk, it's, it's actually pretty humorous. Okay, so I've gone through and I've planned what I think is a productive day. It has taken roughly a half hour. Uh, one of the questions I'll often get is, wow, a half hour out of your day just planning. Yeah, absolutely. This is the best half hour out of the day. This is the most important one. You know, like they say, breakfast is the most important meal. I think this planning exercise is the most important one of the day because now I have something to go back to all day long when I feel this is kind of falling off the rails. I have the opportunity to be able to go in here and say, hmm, what was I going to do again? Or when I finish something, hmm, what's next? Or when I'm going to start something, oh, how do I get this rolling? It's all here. It's already done. I've already worked this out. And now I can just do the things I need to do. Remember, the objective of all of this is not to do more things in the day. This is where you get misled by productivity experts and professionals and, and pseudo coaches. They will tell you that, oh, yeah, if you do automation systems and productivity lists and productivity tools, you can get so much more out of eight hours a day, 12 hours a day. Or on the flip side, oh, you only have to work four hours a day or two hours a day. Stop. Stop with that. All that does is introduces more stress. What you're trying to do is something very simple. You're trying to alleviate the stress. And in this case, by having a structure, by putting something together to give you a guide path, you're getting rid of that transitory stress of moving from item to item. And ultimately, as soon as you have accomplished what's on here, everything else that day is gravy. You can add in if you want. You can stop at that point. You can move on. Now, a lot of people can't do that for work, and I want to be clear about this. It is very easy. This is a almost an entitled view of productivity. We hear this a lot. People go, oh, yeah, you could do this. You could do Yeah, there's only certain types of work that really lend themselves to this level of flexibility. So if you have a framework or a day where you are committed to an eight-hour day, of working you have to start a certain time you have to end at a certain time you have to do certain key to understand what that is just because it's eight hours it doesn't have to be filled with 12 hours of work you need to figure out what is eight hours of work and do eight hours of work but 
if you're able to do eight hours of work in four hours, why are you packing another four hours worth of work in? Set the process of things move. Work towards objectives, not towards time. And this is a whole different conversation, but exchanging time for money is, is one of the worst things that you can actually do because you are limited any amount of time you have to exchange. The only thing you can do is increase the value of that time and you run into ceilings on that. Different conversation though. So thinking about my plan, can I work this plan? Well, look, this is where I take my last step before I actually get started to work in the day. My last step is I look through it and say, am I kidding myself? Do I have too much stuff in here or do I have not enough stuff? Usually it's the too much that gets me. Looking through my list, no, this looks reasonable. I feel good about this. It feels like it should be useful. I can modify it on the fly. This is the other thing too. Do not feel that any of this stuff is etched in stone because the only person who has seen it will see it or will ever see it is you. And if you feel like you've etched it in stone, you're not giving yourself the latitude or the respect to adapt to changing situations. But looking at this list, I'm like, yeah, I can do this. I think I can. The last thing I do, and this is, it's the pragmatic part of the process, is I look at each item and I go, okay, so what do I do if I don't get it done today? What happens if it has to roll forward? What's the worst thing that can happen? Again, that question that I ask so many times. Well, in this case for each one, the website work, well, I can't build for the time. That's why it's important. Metrics analysis, eh, that's not that big of a deal. It's not, it's not a, a terrible thing. The graphic editing, it's important. It would be good to have it, but not necessarily critical. The ticket review and the meeting, well, the meeting's gonna happen regardless. So I don't really have a choice to not have that happen. The ticket review really needs to happen. That's an important one. And so does the college application. So this is where I start to resequence my day. I'm going to take the metrics analysis and I'm going to move it all the way down to the bottom of my list. Now you're probably, probably going, well, wait a second. I thought you said this was an important thing. This was worthwhile. It is. But now I want to work through the sequence of my list just because that's how I work. And by moving that particular item to the bottom, if I get to the end of my day and that didn't get done, there's nothing terrible that happens. I'm not going to be happy. Remember, this is a list that I feel is reasonable for the day. And that's the key term. We talk about productive, we talk about value added, we talk about successful. No, stop. The term is reasonable. Is it reasonable to me that I can get this work done that I've listed? And if I, if I don't feel that, then why is it on my list? And a lot of times you'll hear coaches going, always push yourself beyond, always push. Yeah, and there's times to do that. Not every day. I'll tell you that now. Don't do that to yourself every day. If you think about it like running, and I'm not a runner, so I'm just going based on anecdotal evidence. Runners don't push themselves to marathon levels of activity every day. They have successful activity that they know moves them a little further. 
So it's like what they can do plus a little bit. That's completely reasonable. And that's what we should be looking at for our own things is that ability to move ourselves at a reasonable pace plus a little bit more, maybe add something else in. So I've gone through and I've done my review. I think I have a good plan for the day. Uh, everything looks like it's executable. The last thing I will do is I actually favorite this. No, we mean favorite it. Within the tool I use, I can attach a, a marker to this so that it shows at the top of my list. I do that specifically so I don't have to go hunting for this list. A lot of times we'll talk about with tools and dashboards and other things, we've got this, this master listing of things and it's embedded stuff. If you have to take a few minutes to go find your list of things to do, you've wasted a few minutes going to find your list of things to do. I go through and I create a favorite. So I say, okay, Thursday's list, that's fine. Now, can you do this in the future? Absolutely, you can. You can go through, you could plan the whole week. And I've talked about that in the past, about week planning. But understand, the further out you plan, the greater the likelihood that plan will change. So you have to give yourself the latitude of flexibility. Just because it's Thursday and you said on Sunday, you're going to be doing this specific thing. If you get to Sunday, if that's not the case, you can't stress over that. Because other things have happened between Thursday and Sunday. Well, let me take that back. I say you can't, you shouldn't stress over that. Anxiety builds up. You look at this master list of things. Oh my goodness, there's so much work to do. And you can just feel that anxiety just creeping up your neck. If it's that far planned out in the future, the odds are really good things are gonna change between now and then. I'll use the example back in March, 2020, people plan projects for the beginning of March, running all the way through the end of March with no idea that in the middle of March, we were all gonna be stuck at home. Things change. We have to be flexible with ourselves. We have to be flexible with the work we are doing. And we have to be flexible with the objectives we set because the real world doesn't care. It's going to do what it wants to do. Okay, so I've got my day planned out, which means that I actually have to get to work. So I appreciate everybody who hung around and listened to this. Uh, I, if you found this is useful, or if you like this, please drop me a, a chat or a question and let me know. I'll do more of these if you want. Uh, but for right now, I'm going to get the ball rolling, and I hope your day rolls well as well. So everybody have a good day. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to listen. If you found this episode useful, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share this podcast. It's a quick step for you, but it means a lot to us and goes a long way to helping us help others. Also, if you have ideas for future episodes or topics you'd like us to explore, drop us a line over at Gelwix Tech so that we can make this podcast even more useful for you.